Hey everybody, I'm Sydney. And I'm Keaton. And welcome to the Sid and Keaton Show. Now today we're just going to dive right into the Emancipation Proclamation, and more importantly, what people thought about it at that time. So a little background. In September 1862, President Abraham Lincoln made a preliminary Emancipation Proclamation that said if the Confederates didn't give up in a year, all of their slaves would be free. That did not include the slaves that were in the Union, though. People, President Lincoln did not intend to abolish slavery with this. It was more of a military tactic to make the Confederacy surrender and to get the slaves to work for the Union's military force. So we're going to be going through a lot of different documents, but we're starting with a letter from Frederick Douglass to his former slave owner written in 1857. This is 20 years after he ran away from his slave owner. And though this letter was written a few years before the emancipation, it gives us a good idea of what slaves are about, thought about their freedom and lives. So um, this kind of just talks about that he says a lot that you guys were a great family, but I don't like slavery. Uh, this very good line here says about in the middle, I love you, but hate slavery. So this kind of goes to show, like, it says a lot of, I care for you, I miss you, how are you doing, and I love you, but I hate slavery, which is a very, very strong line. And I think that it means that though he hates slavery, he hates all the punishments and the constant working and the not getting paid and all the problems of you don't have freedom, he still loves the family. I don't think it was much about um, he got punished because he says, I still love all of you. Because I think like he was treated well. He just wanted money and like the freedom to do what he wanted to do, not always be at the beck and call of them. Yeah, and I think that kind of shows that he probably had a pretty good relationship with the family, as many of the people that were a bit older slaves had a good like family type. Yeah, when you relation. spend a long time like growing up with them. Okay, wow. Well, okay, the next item to talk about is a cartoon drawn by the artist Thomas Nass for Harper's Weekly on January twenty fourth, eighteen sixty three. In this, it shows a united family of former slaves in the center. On the left, are harsh ways they were treated and sold, and on the right, he shows them with paying jobs and being accepted by everyone in the public. Okay, so the artist uses some very harsh depictions of a slave's life in the section on the left. It shows them working, being sold, being beaten, being separated from their families, and all kinds of awful stuff. And I think it really just goes to show that these slaves went through some of the most awful things. And so even if they get the littlest bit of freedom, it's going to be insane. They're going to feel so happy because they can finally get back together with their families because their families could be separated. And that's what I think is, like, really important about the picture in the middle is that, like— It shows them reunited after the emancipation. Yes, they could all meet together. They had a bunch of nice things. They were all smiling in that picture. So it shows the amount of hope that they had. But I think that also shows on the left there is so many things. They're seeing— they're getting to go to school and get an education. Right. I mean, on the right. They're going to go to school, get an education. They're not being judged in the side, like on the sidewalk as they all stare at a poster together with the white people. They're getting to do they're, everything that white people normally get to do. And they're not being judged at all by anybody. So now we are on to an image. Watch meeting, December 31st, 1862, waiting for the hour. This shows a group of slaves waiting around a man with a watch so that they can see when it becomes January 1st, 1863, which is when the Emancipation Proclamation comes into effect. Uh, so 
uh, there are chains on both sides with the title in it. And I think that's kind of important because it kind of shows they're leaving behind, like, being stuck someplace, and they have the freedom without their chains to go anywhere they want without having to ask anybody. Like, they're dropping their chains and moving into their free life. And I think they have many, many thoughts in this moment, and you can tell that based on the facial expressions that are drawn on them. Yeah, I any- saw three in there, and they were hopeful, anxious, and one's like, I can't decide what to do because... You know, this has been my entire life. I've been a slave. This is what I know. And I also was thinking that it might be he's, like, anxious to be like, well, what am I going to do? Like, what's, like, what's my slave owner going to do because he has the right to beat me still? Mm-hmm. So very much so, like... I think in this picture it shows how much hope they have and so much concern and anxiety and just confusion. They don't know what they should do and how they should do what they want to do because it's all a very different situation than any of them are used to. The next one is an image of the actual, it's a copy of the actual Emancipation Proclamation with pictures of slave life before and after slavery. The before image is being on the left, a white man riding on a horse pointing whip at slaves that are working in a field. The after image on the right being a former slave as a politician-like figure in front of white men. On top of all of this is is an image of Abraham Lincoln handing a scroll to an angel who is flying. And so... I like to think of the angel that is shown taking the scroll from Abraham Lincoln as it's saying that this is a message from God, that God wants this to happen, and that it's showing that like Abraham Lincoln is this holy figure. And I think that that's really a powerful thing. What are your opinions? Um, so I kind of saw it as like the slaves seeing like the slaves are also up here, like they can also believe in God and everything. So it's like the uh, the slaves are almost like the angel coming to receive it because they can also be like holy and stuff. Mm-hmm. And really I think sure. that the picture in the bottom it shows in the bottom left where it shows the slaves life before it shows how bad their life was compared to their life in the future because on the right it shows them as a very important political role but it seems to be maybe even a president which. They're thinking about this in the 1860s. We didn't have an African-American president until 2008. Yeah, 2008. Uh, But in the picture of him being um, a figure, a political figure, it also shows everyone just staring at him, like not being rude. Like all their faces are like concentrating on what he's saying, not like... Not not rioting or... or Not like, you shouldn't be up here, or like faces of disgust, like why is he up here? Mm Mm-hmm. And now we're going on to some excerpts from the Emancipation Proclamation itself. So one of these are, it says, it gives us more information about on the first day of January 1863, everyone that's a slave in the states that are in rebellion against the United States should then, thenceforward and forever be free. And I think this just shows that it's not all across the board. Yeah, it's not like, hey, all of you that are in slavery right now, you're free hey, it's more like, hey, you people that are against me, either come back to me or I'm going to get rid of your force that's getting you money. It's more of a, like, I will let you free to help with the war efforts in the sense of it's going to make the South surrender, the Confederacy surrender in Abraham Lincoln's mind. And more than that, with all of these slaves being released, it will add to his military, which will make a very big impact. 
I think in here he does suggest that they come, and like some point in the Emancipation Proclamation, he does say, like he does subtly suggest sometimes that like, hey, you guys should come work for us because we recognize you as free and we'll mm-hmm. pay you. But he also says, um, you people should abstain from violence unless like your life is on the line. So otherwise, only self defense. Yeah, like otherwise, don't just go get in a fight. And the thing is, like, he never even says that if the slaves decide to stay with their slave owners, it's not like it changes to where they now have to pay them wages. He never addresses that part. Yeah, he never says, but also the Confederates are also like, we're our own country now. You have no power over us. So it's like, sure, you can say we have to pay them, but, like, that's not what we were saying we have to do. (laughs) So... Uh, next up is an excerpt from Diary of a Refugee by Francis Fern. It is a diary from Fern's mother, a white slave-holding woman, that is recounting her experiences before and after the Civil War. Here she speaks about emancipation's effects will be on the slaves. And so this is a lot of she cares. It says that she cares very greatly for her slaves, and she is rejoicing in the fact that they can be free. But she also, as she says, pities them because they are in no way prepared for it. Um, I think, like, it says also that, uh, you got, like, I'm glad you guys have power, but I'm not sure you're ready for it. And I don't, and I think it can be very debatable over whether or not she's being sincere here. Because I think you can see it in either the sense of she loves these people and wants them to do well, or in the sense of she doesn't want to lose her slaves, but wants to kind of save face, you know? Yeah, I was thinking of it that way. Be like, hey, I got to be, like, politically correct right here. Be like, yeah, you guys should be free, but I still want my money, and I don't want to go work. But I think it could also be, like, if you have a very strict parents that are like, you have to be home by this time or rounds, and, like, they're very threatening, and then all of a sudden you're 18 and you move out, you're going to, like, try everything that you've ever wanted to do because you have the option to do that. And because you aren't prepared for what it's like to have that freedom – you don't know when you should stop yourself. You don't have the self-control. Yeah, you don't have the self-control to be like, I know I need to stop now. You're like, what? Yeah, Um. also, just overall, I think we're wrapping it up now, but, like, overall, the Emancipation Proclamation ended slavery in the South, and, like, soon after the war, all there- over slavery would end, but that doesn't mean that everyone was, like, no longer Equal. caring. And they're all equal. There was still very much segregation being like, you can't come over here. You can only do that. Yeah, you all are free and you can have your jobs that pay, but only on that side of the town, not on our side. So as you can see, the uh, Emancipation Proclamation, it's a very complex, very formal, non-emotional text that shows a lot. And... I think it's something that everyone should read you and should learn about. You should definitely read it. And, some of these, and, like, these documents and images you should also look at to, like, further understand. But, yeah. Okay. Thank you for listening. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.